my app is freaking out and it doesn't actually show me that you guys are here. Oh, well, I'm here, here and I hear Bree, so. So I think we're good. And now we have editing stuff in Anchor so we can say whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> you can bleep that out if you need to, but we I won't. Don't, I don't know if it's that sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm, I've played my part. I'm done. Bye. Oh, yeah. So Bye. <laughs> it's my turn to host this week. So hello, this is the Work in Progress podcast. We are for creative friends talking about creative things. And uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about first drafts and how they suck and how we have to just get used to that and power on. <laughs> um, I am Athena Wright. I'm from Toronto, Canada. I am a self-published hybrid author and I write contemporary new adult romance. And now I also write urban fantasy. How are Yay. So... <laughs> Last time we went alphabetical and Brie had to go first. So this time I'm saying Maggie has to go first. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, <laughs> Called out. It's been, what, 19 years of this? Something like that? I'm used to it. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Maggie Derrick, and I am an author, an artist based in Vancouver, Canada. I write fantasy and urban fantasy and I do illustrations primarily related to um, pretty girls. Let's be honest. It's a lot mm -hmm. of that. And uh, you can read, you can currently read books one and two of the Starborn series because now the win in the horizon is like done, which is crazy yeah. talk. And you can read them both on Wattpad. And uh, that's me. That's all I got. Yeah. And I'm Brianna Keenitz, and I want you to go read Maggie's books. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> All together. You can just sit and wait and be sad. Um, <laughs> not sad. Maggie's books are great. Go read them. <laughs> Waiting is Don't awful. Cry. Waiting is awful. Um, I'm sorry. Who am I? I write stuff. I am kind of a traditionally published author i have one novel out called off pitch you can go buy it it's um a romance between a college soccer star and a cello player and it's pretty great um and i write uh women kissing in whatever genre i feel like i have the romance but i also like to do sci-fi and fantasy and uh i don't know what else do i write whatever i feel like so, sounds about right. <laughs> right, what I want. Um, I live in Montana. Here I am, and that's what I know. Nice. It is indeed what you know. <laughs> that's all of it. That's everything I know. I'm distracted by a million little sticky notes out of a library book that is a week and a half overdue. Sorry, I'm almost oh. done. It's done. I'm here. I'm focusing. <laughs> <laughs> Which book is it? Uh, it's actually the Children Writers and Illustrators Marketplace from Ooh. 2018, um, which I think I mentioned once in the podcast already, and I <laughs> back when it wasn't a week and a half overdue. Um, but it was really, really helpful, especially as I'm getting geared up to do, start doing some querying. So, but I think the 2019 version is either out or is about to be out. So I think I'm just going to upgrade. You know, got to keep it current and shit. Mm-hmm. There we go. 
Okay, I'm here. I'm focused. I'm present. Take your Excellent. library books back, slacker. I know. I've got two that are overdue. Oh, no. Whoa. All those Sorry, late fees. Friends. So many late, late fees. Oh, God. They're going to start, like, be. <laughs> I'm at a point now where I always pay my late fees, but I feel like they're going to be like, okay, you need to actually bring books back. This is getting a little silly. No <laughs> more library card for you. And I don't want that to happen. So, yep. I'm a delinquent. What can I say? Ooh, shit. Now I'm dropping stuff. Oh, God. Okay. Don't drop the library book. Oh, shit. Save me for myself. Take this conversation away while I try not to knock my bookshelf over. Athena, save us. Oh, God. Okay, so, <laughs> well, Maggie flails around and tries not to tear apart her, her house. Um, oh. This week, we are talking about first drafts, and I decided to talk about this because I am currently writing two first drafts. I'm about... Mm, not halfway, maybe more than one third, but almost halfway through the, uh, an urban fantasy that Maggie and I are writing together. Yay. Mm-hmm. And I'm just starting out I'm on chapter three of the next book in my Rockstar Romance series, Cherry Lips. Book two is being released on September 13th, and I am already hard at work on book three, which means I'm writing two first drafts at the same time. That's always magical. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's actually the first time I've ever tried to write two different things at the same time. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, I'm is it really? I didn't know that this is the I'm first a, time. I'm a very singular writer, but I've actually found it kind of so kind of good because if I think of a really great thing I want to say, like a really neat turn of phrase, I can use it in both books. <laughs> Ooh. And then it can become like your signature thing. It's like, oh yeah, Athena wrote this. Like, I'll write a chapter for one book and I'll have a little sentence or a little piece of prose and I'll think, oh, that's really great. And, you know, it's like the third to last chapter of the second book in a rock star series. And then I'll be writing, you know, chapter 16 of the first book of an urban fantasy series. And I'm like, no one is going to know if I use this sentence again. Come on. Famous. And if they do, then they're just really, really observant. And perhaps they've earned that right to call you out on it. Right? Or they're like, listening to our podcast. To Yes, but like props to you if you're reading my books and you're like, I recognize it's like the guy from the uh, Simpsons episode about the itchy and scratchy. It's like, excuse me, but in episode 29, he hits the xylophone in the same note twice. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't don't think I put as much detail into my stuff as other people might think I do. I just write whatever (laughs) I want. (laughs) I write things. So, yes. So I thought we could talk about first drafts because they always suck. And I know a lot of people feel sad about that and it really hinders them and it stops them from continuing on because you'll write something and you'll read it back and you'll think, God, I'm awful. And the truth is, you're right. (laughs) It is probably awful because it's a first draft. It's supposed to be bad. And so I just wanted to talk first a little bit about how we kind of get through the understanding of the suckiness if we have any tricks or tips um of how to sort of like just accept the fact that first drafts are going to be really bad and it's going to be you know not our best work um but we just kind of have to power through so i wondered if you guys have any sort of like 
zen moments of wisdom to share because I have a lot. Hmm. I, I don't know if it's zen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, Bree. Go ahead. Um, I I feel like for I I love drafting so much. Um, because <laughs> it's just like a it's new. Like I especially being a pantser. Um it's always just like a new and exciting, like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm having so much fun, like finding my way through the story. And if it's shit, I don't really care because nobody else is going to read it because that's what is the first draft. So I get to, you know, explore the story and have fun with it. And like, it's like playing through a new video game and being like, Oh, what's going to happen? Or, you know, reading a new book or watching a new movie. It's like, Oh, this is so exciting. And nobody else is going to know. And then if it's terrible, I can go back and fix it later. And then other people can read it. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I love drafting. I think it's just really fun. Being a pantser, it's magical. <laughs> What's going to happen? I cannot pants. I used to pants, and I never finished a thing. And then I decided to plot out my book, and I finished. And I was like, oh, so that's, that's how my how brain works. works. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I I used to pants all the time and I I never finished anything and the only way I can finish something now else is a short story is if I have a, I have a plot. But I'm currently plotting uh outlining the final book in the Starborn series and I'm I'm quite enjoying it, I'm not going to lie. It's and it's a bit of that fun exploration and I've got like one little notebook completely dedicated to it and what's fun about it is like I'll be writing and then I'll be like, oh, shit, no, I, I need to put that over there, whatever. And as I'm working, the book is getting filled with all these notes and other move, like arrows and color coding in the margins and sticky notes plopped over top of things. And so by the time the plot is done, this notebook is going to be like a really cool little <laughs> artifact of, of the process. But um, yeah. it's an interesting, it's kind of a neat little mantra to, you know, for people who do have a hard time with uh their first drafts in particular thinking like keeping that in mind that nobody has to necessarily see it and it's your safe space to to fuck up and to experiment and and just you know to do all that messy stuff without anyone having to look at it and call you out on it because you're right like even if you even if you're going to work with an editor or get beta readers they don't even have to read that first draft like you you choose which draft people get to read and so yeah. that's the first one, then I think like, I think, I think that's like a little piece of advice I'm going to keep in mind too, because I've never, I've never really thought about it that way. I think for me, kind of accepting the shittiness of first drafts really just came with time. Like, I think I've talked a lot about when I started the star in the ocean and Athena reading those first five chapters and really ripping it apart and thinking like, oh, I done fucked up, like, this is so bad, what have I done? And to get to the point where, you know, she, I've just finished book two, and the notes were so minimal, and it kind of came with, you get better with time, right? Like, you, especially if you're early on in your writing journey, like, your first draft is going to be extra. (laughs) I, uh, I I do beta, like, freelance beta reading on the side, and it's really tricky because as the person who is likely looking at someone's very early drafts, like I don't want to crush any spirits 
but it it's like that delicate balance of like, I want you to know what's working and what's not with your work, but I don't want you to feel like this is, this is it. And the fact that you have so many notes on this, it means that you're a bad writer. It's more just, and so I make sure that I say in, in my brief outline very quickly is like, this is a first draft. Um, it's rough, but you have potential and here's, and here's where, like just kind of setting people up to be like, it's early <laughs> and, it, and gonna it's going to suck. And it's just like, it's like conditioning. You kind of have to just learn to suck. Mm-hmm. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. No matter how shitty it is to start with. And if yeah. it's terrible, then you can go back and draft some more. And if that's but, terrible, you can go back and draft some more. And here's the good thing that I think whenever I read it back what I've written for the day and I think, God, that's terrible. It means that you have good taste. It means that yeah. you've gotten far enough in your mm-hmm. writing that you can recognize when something is not good enough because let's like, let me say my, one of my first rockstar books, I reread it and I'm like, God, it's trash. At the time I was like, this is amazing. You guys, it's so great. <laughs> this is so wonderful. I'm and now I read it back ever. and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, that's just not good in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> But now I can recognize that. And so that means I'm not making the same mistakes with my mm-hmm. next books. It means that when I read what I just wrote and I'm aware it's bad, that gives me the chance to go back and make it good. If I didn't even recognize it was bad, it would stay bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a super good point. And that's something that I find a lot of, um, a lot of young readers, but also a lot of like a lot of new readers or not readers writers wait i'm gonna pause someone's doing something close to their mic oh shit sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's picking up pretty loudly oh god (laughs) um what was i saying oh a lot of people when they're new to writing um i find it happens a lot when writers are quite young um and a lot when just like this is the first foray into it. And I'm speaking as someone who was this person. This isn't me shitting on young writers. It's so personal and it's so, um, and it feels so profound. And especially if the story is really important to you on a, on a personal level, mm-hmm. you, you just dump it all out there. And to you, it's your baby. And it feels so precious that you can't fathom that there could be anything wrong with it. And and you, and you see this a lot on like uh, writing websites. I always bring up Wattpad because it's what I use, but I know this isn't a, a Wattpad specific problem. When people are able to openly critique, in fact, professional writers even, because you'll see, you see so much of it on Twitter and Goodreads of writers like lashing back at bad reviews. It's, it's so easy to get caught up in, in the preciousness of your work and forget that, it's, it's not just about you. It's also about the reader as well. And, and that like, if your intention is for other people to read it, you have to listen to that feedback. But I think that that's something that, uh, that starts to come with time because writing is so much more than the actual act of writing. Writing is about the revisions. It's about feedback. It's learning to take constructive criticism and to kind of go back to what Brie had said originally. The nice thing about that first draft is that's the place where you can do all that fucking up without anyone really having to, to tear you apart. But like Athena said, 
it's a, it shows that you've grown. And if you're in a place where you're being really precious over your first draft, you gotta, you gotta shake your head and get yourself out of that because unless your plan is just to write it and have it be something that you keep for yourself, you need to, you need to be open to the fact that that first draft isn't going to be perfect ever, ever. I don't think there's a single writer who has ever published a story (laughs) just like without any revision or feedback. I don't think that's ever happened. Or you even know, your, so, last, your final draft that you, if you publish, it's like you're going to go back and read it someday and be like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't think, like, and this is, even the thing as a visual artist, you're never completely satisfied with your work. Like there's nothing I've ever made that I've gone back, like looked at later and been like, there's nothing about this that I would change. Like I'm always like, fuck, I can't believe that's out there in the wild and, and I did all this shit wrong. Um, but it's just such a big if you're feeling too precious about your first draft, I feel like this is, it's more than just anything. It's just like advice, like, and because I'm a bitch, I'm going to say it this way, get your head out of your ass and like really give yourself a shake because it's okay for that first draft to be bad. And the goal is not just to produce good work, but the goal should be to like grow as a, as a, an artist, a, a writer. And you can't do that if you're trying to protect that first draft, like it's perfect. I think. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know. Yep. That's my little rant. It is my a good rant. fueled rant. Thanks. I think. I feel good about it. The word precious is perfect because, like, a lot of the times it is, it's very, like, precious to you. And having somebody attack that is, like, an attack on yourself. And you have to kind of take a step back. And it's not about me. It's not saying my book or my writing is bad. It's just that everything can be improved upon. Nothing is perfect the first time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> and that is okay. That's why it's a draft. It's not like in, you know, if you were doing some marble sculpture or something where if you fuck up, like, you just paid, you know, bajillions of dollars for that giant piece of marble and now it's totally fucked. Like, it's just where it's on a computer or on a page. You can change we, them. We have a delete key. Yeah. Yep. Pretty sure my delete key is one of the most like worn down <laughs> keys on my keyboard. <laughs> it's just like delete. Note that shit. Delete. Note that shit. Oh, this entire thing is shit. Just just delete that whole thing. <laughs> get, get rid of all of it. Uh... In talking about first drafts, though, it's interesting because I I feel like I don't hate first drafts as much as I hate fixing the first draft. Yeah. For me, like revision <laughs> and revision. That's like, and I'm gonna. I'm in a weird spot right now because my revisions have been very um, different from most people in that, like, because of publishing as a web serial, it was one chapter at a time or best case scenario, I'd be able to get Athena like five chapters at a time. Mm -hmm. And so it was very rarely like overarching, um, massive sweeping changes. It was kind of like in the moment changes or things that like she would pick up on something that she's like, oh, this doesn't make sense. This is going to it was almost like early foreshadowing and I was able to fix what I would then go on to write before I even wrote it. Um, But now I'm in this interesting spot where my plans kind of moving forward. And I believe I told Brie, I've told you this, that my plan originally I thought like, okay, for the Surrey international writers conference, I have a sit down again with a, with an agent and I was going to pitch the witch's patron, which is something I wrote for NaNoWriMo 2016 and it's still mid-revision. 
Like I got some great, great beta feedback. I know exactly what has to happen with this book. And I've been going through the, the hard copy of it. There's sticky notes and colored pen everywhere just to kind of like help me figure out what needs to be done. And it's not insurmountable, but it's a big job. Mm-hmm. And I've decided my, my head and my heart are so wrapped up with, uh, you know, the Starborn series and the project that Athena and I are working on together that I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to put this aside and come back to it later and just figure it all out later. Right now, what I've decided to do is I want to get the star in the ocean to start with, like book worthy. So editing it from the web serial style to actual novel format and like fixing all the things that are missing or the inconsistencies or the loopholes and adding more magic and adding more this and that. And I just thinking about it makes me tired. Like writing it was so much more fun than fixing it is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> it just, which is like, but that said, like, which is why Athena, I know you and we've talked about this a lot in, in working on our, our collab project is that you hate, you, you are, you're an in the moment editor and you keep talking about how you love a clean draft. And I'm on the other side going, just leave it, just leave it, keep writing. No, <laughs> I can't. We'll fix it later. <laughs> See, I need to have a clean first draft because I basically go back and edit each chapter multiple times within the the process of writing it. So every day I'll write a chapter and then the next day I'll go back and kind of re-look, re-go over the last like five chapters that I wrote previously and I'll edit them as I go along. And so like every day I'm editing the previous five chapters again and again and again. So by the time I'm at the end of the story, I've edited the first half like 50 times. (laughs) Because I can't really go on if I know there's something big that's, mm-hmm. that's wrong. Because if I know something big is wrong, it's just going to impact the rest of my story. So I'm like, I'm going to fix it now. So when I continue on, it's not looming over me and I'm not writing with that mistake in mind. Mm-hmm. And I so. think there does come that point in your draft, like in every draft, where it's like, okay, this is not going to work. And... I can continue writing this thing and just pretend that it's going to work and then have to go back and fix the whole thing later or I can fix it now. That's the thing. If I had something that was wrong and I continued writing with that thing as part of the story, knowing I'll have to go back and just change it all later, that's a waste of my time. I'm not going to write something wrong just to get it out, just to have to go back and fix it later. I'm going to get it right the first time, which isn't to say my first draft is my final draft because I think my you know, final draft is my final draft. And then I give it to my beta readers and I'm like, no, actually that, that was still my first draft. <laughs> I thought it was my final draft. No, I, for all just the edits kidding. and revisions I made on the fly, it, it, it was still just a first draft. <laughs> yeah. But it's cleaner than it would have been if I had just like powered through and just said, nope, nope, don't care. Got it right. Got it right. I'll edit. You know how for NaNoWriMo, they say, don't look back, don't edit, just write. But if I write a sentence and I know that was a badly written sentence, I'll go back and rewrite it because I can rewrite it now or I can wait till the book is done and go back and rewrite it later and hate my life. So I'd rather just get it done in the moment because maybe for some people, if they go back to edit on the fly in the moment, it stops them from moving forward. Whereas I can't move forward until I have fixed that mistake. It, it looms over me. So, yeah. So I do write clean first drafts, which isn't to say they're the best or like the final, but they're cleaner than they would have been if I had just typed and not gone back to look. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So you kind of have to find your balance of like, keep moving forward, but don't waste your time writing things that you already know aren't going to work. Yeah, yeah. It's a and really good balance. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just knowing what works best for you. Like if it, basically what's going to stop you from being able to move forward and then don't do that thing. And so for like Athena, if knowing that there are some glaring errors behind her means that she can't move forward, then yeah, obviously self-editing is the only thing to do. It's kind of killing me as we write our urban fantasy because I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, there are so many things we're going to have to fix. And I'm just like, There's a lot take of a, inconsistencies. Take a deep like... breath. I thought I could add in and fix some things too that you might not have noticed because they're tiny, but I'm like, I, I can't leave this. This has There's <laughs> two chapters that like you had written. We were writing at the same time, I think. Or you wrote yours after. I can't remember. Anyway, there are like major glaring inconsistencies between the chapter I wrote and the one you wrote. <laughs> and, and it's nothing that won't be easy to fix. But I was just like, this is the problem with doing this this way. <laughs> what? T- tell me so I can fix it now because it's going to bug me. It's, it's um, <laughs> the... <laughs> I'm trying to think how to say this in a way that's not a big giveaway. It's a Skylar chapter followed by a Levi chapter. And uh, it's the, how they, they get to work. Yeah, I changed uh, that. I changed that. Oh, did you? I changed that. What did you change, though? What did you change? Did you change? So did you, change? you originally had it that, and our readers are like, what the fuck is this? We should be talking about this. <laughs> People are listening like, what are you talking about? But I don't care. Whatever, we need to get this dealt with. I think the original <laughs> was that you had Skylar drive them to work. And I rewrote it so that Skylar's car was too messy and she was like, no, I, Levi, you take us to work. And I rewrote it so that she has a message. But then car. they're all coming to work together and people are going to get suspicious. I rewrote that <laughs> so that I rewrote that so that they're going to hang back and just come in individually. Fine. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I'm going to go change your shit from now on. Sorry. And that's a fight. It's going to be a fucking fight. You can <laughs> yeah. change my stuff as long as it makes sense. listeners are like what is going on and why does it fucking matter (laughs) listen it matters you're gonna know one day and you're also gonna know why sticks make great eco accessories it is all (laughs) going to make sense but in the meantime consider this a fucking teaser you're welcome i don't even remember what we're talking about first drafts which is <laughs> oh right it's still it's still related and app oh, because we're writing this first draft and things are being changed on the fly and like i didn't even tell you i made that change because i was like it's fine <laughs> Whew, and that's just it like these are such little minor things and in my mind i'm kind of like we'll fix it later it's it's so small but it doesn't i couldn't matter. i couldn't handle having that be wrong <laughs> i wrote my chapter and i was like but they're driving to work in the wrong car uh, yeah, collaborating, co-writing stories is really hard. <laughs> it's an experience. Yes, because we got blocked for a long time because what we had planned out just wasn't working. And we could have just pushed on and continued writing knowing we had to go back. And I couldn't. I was like, no, we have to re- rewrite our outline. Because if I keep on writing with the old outline in mind, knowing we're going to have to go back and fix it all, like my head's going to explode. So we've doubled our outline. Yeah. Whoa. Like doubled the chapter yeah. count. Yeah. We added a whole whack of shit in there. Cause I was like, we can't just skip ahead four months. 
and this, but this is this is first drafts ladies and gentlemen yes. and like this is i mean we is... could have we could have just skipped ahead four months and just like said oh we'll fill in the rest later at the end but that would have driven me insane i could not have done that and i will say i retroactively think that that's probably going to be a good thing just because of the fact that it's going to be less to do later and it's making me wonder how uh what it's going to be like to compare the revision process for the star in the ocean versus the witch's patron because the witch's patron i plowed through for nanorimo whereas we did so much editing and stuff for the star in the ocean while writing it that now it's almost more a case of just like changing minor things based on stuff that has happened in the second book and stuff I know is going to happen in the third book. And then really just adding, there's a few scenes that I'm like, okay, this is going to have to be completely different. But for me, it's actually just a lot of adding things. So maybe I'm going to learn through this process that the self-editing is not that bad. It'll (laughs) save me a lot of pain later because it does. It does save you pain later. Remember my pain management talk last episode? There will be pain. Do you want it now or do you want it later? And Mm. I... Usually, I'm an, a procrastinator, and I'll put off pain till way in the future because future Athena sucks. Like I don't care about her. Future <laughs> Athena, future Athena can go suck a dick. You know, Fuck current you, Athena, Athena doesn't want to go through the pain, so I'm putting that off. But <laughs> but when it comes when it comes to editing, I'll I just I'll just get it over with now. I don't. I'll just. <sighs> I'll give you a break, future Athena. I'll give you a break on this one. Oh, my God. <laughs> I literally had to, to put my microphone away. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Oh, thank you for that. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, doggy. Yeah. Ah, what, like, how, did, how was the editing process for, uh, for you, Brie, when you were doing off-pitch? Because I know there was a lot of, you know, you were working with your editor through Nine Star and stuff. Like, what was... Yeah. How did it compare to like the, what we're talking about? Well, it was off pitch was weird because I put it up on Wattpad first, uh, mm-hmm. and I did it for NaNoWriMo. I think, yeah. Yes, yeah. you did. Um, and I was also doing double drafting because I was still working on Unbecoming Humans at that point. Um, so I. I kind of was revising as I went along because I was posting it on Wattpad. And so by the time I submitted my draft, it was probably like third-ish draft. Or by the time I had, you know, people looking at it, it was my third-ish draft. Um, Hmm. And then I don't even know how many editing rounds I had (laughs) with Nine Star after they uh, bought the book from me. But it was a lot. (laughs) Um, and it was, I, I learned a lot through that process because, um, I'm always, I, I've always been like a grammar Nazi and stuff, but, uh, uh nope. <laughs> it was a humbling experience. Mm. Go for that. Humbling. Yeah. Writing, writing truly is, isn't it? <laughs> Nothing teaches you your place quite like giving your writing to the world to experience. I'm interested to hear how the double drafting goes for you, Athena, because I feel like for me, it was kind of helpful because if I got stuck in one draft, then I could go work on something else for a while. 
and maybe my brain would figure that other thing out, but I wouldn't feel like I wasn't doing anything or I wouldn't just stall out. Um, I'm enjoying being able to have this little change of pace because my contemporary romances all have a certain kind of feel to them. And this urban fantasy is different. Like, the main character is, like, uh, she's kind of a brat. I love her. <laughs> I can be a lot more flippant. <laughs> I can be really, like, flippant and really, like, you know, <laughs> that kind of, I don't, I don't know. I can just be a lot more fun with the character, whereas my other, my rock star contemporary romances are kind of really, like, deep and, like, really, like, mm-hmm. like deep issues and stuff. And so I can't really have the character act a certain way that's, like, okay. you know, Anyway, so it's fun to be able to play with different character types. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah different tones. Well, tones, yeah. Well, and it's also something that we get to do, like, there's different point, point of views in this one as opposed to... I'm loving think, the different point of views. Yeah, it's, it's neat. Like, it's certainly a, a challenge, and it's certainly, like, a... It's a good learning experience. I haven't had the chance to, to quite do this before, mm-hmm. and... It's been, and also it's first person, which I never, I never write in first person, which has been interesting too. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Maybe I need to try something in third person, but no, I've, I'm stretching myself enough. <laughs> I <laughs> don't want to grow as a person. One, I don't care. One thing, thing at a time. I'm, yeah. I'm comfortable in my complacency. It's fine. <laughs> don't you want to grow as a writer? No. <laughs> Not there, Leave I me alone. I actually do, to be honest. I'm looking at taking a course through the U of T Continuing Ed Creative uh, Writing Through Reading. And I went to go sign Ooh. up. Sign up using, like, are you a new user or an old user? And I signed up as a new user and it said, sorry, you're in our system. And I was like, oh, that's right. I took a philosophy and, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer course what? years ago. It was fun. And then I signed up using my old login and it said, sorry, but you're not like our administrator locked you out of your account, probably because it's been like so many uh-huh. years. So I was like, OK, so I went to go register as a new person again. And it's like, sorry, you already exist. And I was uh- like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Time so I literally have to call them. I ha- they gave me a phone number to call them <laughs> during work hours. Academic bureaucracy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so anyways. So yes, I, do, I would like to grow as a writer, but not too many things at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long, it's a long career process. Don't try to do it all at once. It's one of those things, yes. like, I remember uh, before I started writing and I, and I heard about, like, writers talking about how many years it took them to get a book out. And this was definitely before self-publishing was what it is today um so you so i'm talking about like traditionally published authors talking about it taking years to write a book and it's not it wasn't until i started doing this and getting involved in this world that i realized that when they say write a book they're not just talking about the actual act of writing they're talking about the editing they're talking about the uh you know revisions they're talking about their own growth and everything that goes into it because by the time something happens with the star in the ocean, whether it's traditionally or self-published, it's going to be one of those cases of like, when did I start posting that? It was like 2015, 2016, 2015. I want to say, ah, I can't remember, but like, think about that. It's been, it's been years already since I've started. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how it really is a long, it's a, it's a commitment. Like you're, you're in it for the long haul. Maybe, depending on what you end up doing with your career. Hopefully. (laughs) 
Anyway, I'm just like marveling at everything right now. <laughs> no, it's true. Like my mom is writing romance too, and she's getting ready to release her first series. And she devours romance novels. She loves reading them. She's like a book a day type person. And she's always really impatient. Or she used to be like, oh, why can't they get the next book out in the series? Like right now. And I'm like, mom, they just released their <laughs> book last week. <laughs> And now that she's going through the process, she's like, okay, I finished my first book. And I'm like, yep, first draft of first book version one. <laughs> and she's like, you know, six months later, she's like, you know, eight beta drafts and like six editor drafts and like proofreading drafts. And then she has to go through it all over again for consistency at the end of the series. And she's like, oh, my God, I understand now why it takes an author so long. <laughs> oh, my God. When you're when she's ready to, to publish, can we please have her as a guest on the podcast? <sighs> Yes! Yeah, I will. I, well, I mean, I don't know how to. I don't even know if her phone would do it. Her phone is so old. I'll try to figure it yeah, out. We'll figure it out because I would love. I would love if we have your mom on here. She'd be so great. She'd be like such. She'd be such a mom to all of us. It'd be so fun. She's fantastic. I love Athena's mom. <laughs> I'll try to. Figure okay. It out. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, it's good. It's gonna be good. So, yes. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, if you're not a writer, you probably don't know. You, you, your newest author, your favorite author comes out with the newest book and you finish it and you're like, oh, I can't wait for the next one. And in their mind, they're like, oh, my God, like, give me a fucking break. Like, it's going to take months and months to get this next one out. God. Oh, I'm already getting and that like, on Wattpad and I don't have all the, the publishing jump, their hoops to jump through. I've got people being like, when's the third one coming out? And I'm like, I started it. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Let me let me live. <laughs> no. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like, it takes a while to go from the end of your first draft to actually being able to put something out there for people to read. It's it's tough, mm-hmm. man. It's tough. Yeah. People will be understanding so. on Wattpad, though, eventually. You just have to be like, hey, here's the thing. Writing is slow. Yeah, like, I'm not with- super plussed about it because I mean, there's also Patreon, and, and Patreon's actually going to be getting all the the goodies in the in the interim, right? Like I'm working on M's Origins no- uh, no- novella essentially because it's going to be too long to be a short story, but too short to be an actual novel. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that's going on Patreon, so it's not like people aren't going to be able to get stuff between the the two books, but. Uh, you know, people forget about me quickly enough on Patreon or on Wattpad once I stop posting regularly. And just no, like, no, they won't. Whoa, they won't. Whoa. Like, people still read Unbecoming Humans, like, constantly. And I That's haven't nice. done anything with it in, I don't know, like a year and a half. I don't know. <laughs> so, hmm. yeah. That's that's You'll good to know because I'm always worried that like my readers will just forget about me and I'm like oh god it's been so long since my last book do you even know I exist? Yeah, that like that yeah. pressure to kind of keep producing content like it's yep. real in this fear if you let it lapse for too long people will just forget about you altogether. It's it's shitty. <laughs> I don't like it. So like here's the other thing: Off Pitch came out last October, almost a year ago now. And it's finally just getting to the point where, like, people are talking about it who aren't people in my, like, social media circles or people, you know, who I know indirectly through my social media circles or, like, 
second degree of separation, you know, people who know, people who I know, um, people starting to talk about it, who I have no idea how they found it. And that was a year ago. So that's a good point because you've been getting covered in like by book uh booktubers and stuff like that yeah which is pretty cool it's a slow process Mm. which is kind of another discussion but we're talking about drafts (laughs) oh shit that's right slow that's the point here yes it takes a long time and first drafts are just one step in all of that crazy process you don't get to like there's no cheat codes or like if you go through and you draft really fast, like I do when I get into my writing modes, which hasn't happened for a long time and you draft everything in like a month or two, it's, you still have to go back and put the work in somewhere at some point. So work, no, like, but, but work is hard. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Why do we do this? <laughs> Cause it's a nobody, nobody warned me that this was going to be hard work. <laughs> All right. Actually, you kind of did. I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you absolutely did. I always wonder if I had known how much work this would be, would I have been like, yeah, let's give a shot at this, or would I have just continued to like have a normal job and just have an office job and just go in, do my work, come home, slack off? I think... Because this is like a non... This is like a never-ending non-stop job. Like, I'm always doing something or thinking of something or... Yeah. I don't, I don't think you would. I mean, I would never give yeah, it up. I think you would have scared yourself off. So I think it's a good thing that you kind of learned as you went. Like, and it's a good thing that you are the way you are, because for a lot of people, it's a lot of like making big mistakes and learning along the way. And I know you've said that there have been things that you're like, oh, now that I know better, I would go back and do differently. But you're also a super thorough and methodical person. So you, you did what a lot of people just have to find out the hard way. And you did all this like intense research up front but you were already kind of invested at that point. Like you'd already kind of gotten sucked in and you're like, well, it's too late now. And you just kept that's going. True. <laughs> I think that's the way to do it. Uh, yeah. It's yep, jump like in. When you get tricked into it. Essentially you trick yourself into it. Like when you I play started yourself. writing, I was like, Oh, I'm just going to do this for funsies. Like had no intention of publishing. And then I was kind of having, had a lot of fun with Wattpad and then started getting into Twitter and seeing all the pitch games and stuff. And I was like, Oh, that looks kind of fun. And then I did it. And then I was like, Oh shit. I did this. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Now I have to do this. Yep. (laughs) It's a thing now. Oh, that reminds me. It kind of brings me on to my next sort of, thing so um we talked about tips for getting past the suckiness but then also I want to talk about like how do you get started when you have that blank page that first line of the (sighs) book the blank page how do you like you know so hard you know what I always get hung up on is the hook I think we've talked about this before but like it's it's always such a pain. I feel like I need to have that perfect beginning before I can just keep going. And I can, I waste so much time trying to come up with that perfect opening. (laughs) And I'm trying to, I'm trying to get myself out of it. Like I actually keep a little tiny notebook with me all the time. So that if I have any like bursts of inspiration, when I'm not at my computer, I can be like, jot that down, write this down just in case it actually is worth doing. But like, I've had to literally make myself like, you're going to have to come back to it. And I hate doing that. I hate moving 
forward without it, but I'm kind of like, it'll come to you as you write. You just need to stop. You need to get out of your own head. And that's, that's one of my biggest problems is just starting Uh, having that perfect jump off place stresses me out. (laughs) My feeling on the beginning is that I'm going to go back and rewrite it no matter what, because especially being a pantser, it's like, um, I don't know what's going to happen in this book. It may turn out that the characters are going to be totally different people than I had imagined by the time I get to the end. So I'm just going to go back and do it later. And the beginning doesn't really matter when I start. Sometimes I'll just skip the beginning and be like, ah, well, I know I'm going to start here. So I'll just add some stuff from the beginning later. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'll do. I'll say to myself, I'm not paragraph. I'm writing the second paragraph and start because I don't have that pressure of has to be the perfect first sentence because I'm not writing that sentence. I'm just writing the, the second paragraph. And then a lot of the times what I wrote, it's actually pretty good. And I'm like, maybe it could be the first paragraph. I don't know. Oh, you guys are so much more zen than me. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, I need to, to be like, you need to channel you guys next time I start something. Cause I just waste. Let us, let so us know. And we'll be like, Maggie, write those goddamn words right now. You know what though? And I, I think I, I'm learning it in so much as like, I'm thinking one of the big things that's changing about the star in the ocean is how it begins. And I struggled with it so much because I, you know, openings are hard and it was the first really big thing that I'd ever written. And now that it's over, I, I'm just like, Oh God, that ending is atrocious. And it, it's the first thing to go. And I've already got like it coming up with the, the new beginning has been so easy. And, but it took having the story written to really understand where I wanted it to begin. Mm-hmm. So maybe I am learning. It's just taking a really long time. <laughs> uh, but anyway, writing well, is hard. Well, you know what's fun? I only recently tried to do this. Write, and people have said this before write the blurb first. Oh, God. Yeah. But I hate the blurbs. I still can't <laughs> write a blurb for the Star in the Ocean. It's like it's... Or at least the log line, right? Like the 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 hook line, you know? And I actually have done this for the book I'm writing now, the third book in my Cherry Lip series, and it is really helping because it distills down the main point of it all. And if I'm writing uh-huh. something and I think, does this have anything to do with what the story is actually about, or am I just going off on a tangent? So yeah, I have a little mm-hmm. log line and I have a little, oh, my log line is great. Yeah. I want to share it with you, but then I'm worried it'll be a spoiler. I don't know. Oh man, I need to learn how to do that, man. I still like to this day, I know, I know what happens in the star of the ocean, but I, I even a log line, are you fucking kidding me? Jesus Christ. Oh, I had to do that shopping agreement for Wattpad back when it won a Wadi and that was a nightmare. Oh no. God. I think both of you I think both of you ended up having to help me with that because I was just like, this sucks. I don't <laughs> oh, know what I'm bad. doing. <laughs> uh, I think part of my problem though is like I see the series as a whole and I don't know how to break that first chunk and, and like look at it as its own thing. As I'm kinda like, well, I know we're I know the things that are happening in this book are really just laying the foundation for what's gonna happen later. And I have to like take the what happens later and get rid of it. That's and the just hard think part. Of it as like a thing, and it, yeah, it's so. You're not hard. telling the plot; you're giving a hook. 
Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the times I'll read a blurb and the, the blurb is the first like two chapters and everything after that has nothing to do with the blurb. It was just an introduction of the setup of the story. Mm. That's true. And maybe that's part of what's held me up too is like, I feel like the book becomes something so different from what the original setup is that I'm kind of like, I don't know how to give you a blurb without feeling like I'm going to be lying to you. But I've read plenty of books that do that. So I need to just get over myself is what it really comes down to. <laughs> Stop being so precious, Maggie. I, I know. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting there telling people to stop being precious. And the truth is, I am the one who is too precious. Oh, I'm a monster. <laughs> we love you save, anyways. Save me from myself. Well, shit. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's not like you need to have... And again, because like first drafts, the blurb that you write to help you, the log line you write to help you, doesn't have to be the actual blurb you use. True. It can just be something you use to kind of help you focus on what's the most important part of the story. Yeah. Like your draft. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. You don't have to show it to anybody. It's just for you. That's true. But show it to me because I want to read it because it's fun and I want to have more star in the ocean. Okay. I will. (laughs) (laughs) like okay sob Uh, I came here as the teacher but it turns out I am the student (laughs) surprise Um, Surprise. well I mean like (laughs) one of the good things about having the blurb ahead of time or at least not even ahead of time but if you are done your first draft and you have the blurb it kind of helps you because I sort of realized at the end of my first draft Luckily, I realized this before I sent it to the betas. I was looking at the completed book, and I just finished my last reread, and I was like, great. Then I read the blurb, and I was like, oh, my main character has no catharsis arc. Like, this, this, like, he has no thing at the end for him to grow with and overcome he, the story. Oh. He was the manic pixie dream girl. His entire <laughs> character arc was only to help the other, to help the girl through her catharsis. And I was like, huh, he has no character growth whatsoever and he just kind of is there and I didn't realize it till I read the blurb and I was like the blurb sets up this like really great premise and then nothing happens with it and I was like oh shit (laughs) I gotta go like rewrite this character arc like and I love the word catharsis because you know in books when you have that like final character blowout scene whatever it is but they're like they stand up their family or they you know they they do that one big thing to like you know show that they've grown as a character to like everything is culminated into this mm-hmm. i love that that catharsis and he had none <laughs> none was just ended and i was He's like, just like nah. <laughs> yeah he was just there i mean like granted like his character was great and like as a supporting character he was wonderful but he's not supposed to be the support he's supposed to be the secondary like he's supposed to be the hero of the story you know like she's the heroine and he's the hero and they're supposed to be equally important and he was just along for the ride which is <laughs> fine if the point of the story is about her but the point of the story is them right so and if i hadn't had that blurb and if I hadn't looked at it, I would have been like, huh. So I built up this entire thing and I'm telling the reader to expect this type of story. And then I never do it. It just kind of rails off. Conundrum. Interesting. It was. Try that. So I had to fix it. I had to fix it. 
It sucked. But it was fine. It was fine. That's what edits are for. It was terrible, but it was fine. And in the end, everyone was okay. (laughs) That's the perfect line for this whole episode. Why do you think guys, why do you think that people hate, like we've talked about why we don't like first drafts, but why do you think other people hate them? What are some other reasons why people might not like a first draft? Mm. Because now I'm kind of like, is there more that we're missing? I don't know. I just think first drafts are hard and people don't like hard work, which isn't me saying, oh, everyone is so lazy. It's like, no, hard work is called hard because it's hard. (laughs) And like, if you didn't have to work, you wouldn't. Nobody's going to work and do something hard if they don't have to. Like, it sucks. But the thing is, you, if you have a story you want to tell, then you have to do it anyway. So that's the problem. You're writing this draft, and it's really difficult to do. And hard is hard, <laughs> you know? It's like the hard it, – it's just like alchemy on hard mode because – some might say like you're creating something out of nothing, but you're not. You've got these, you've got this amazing idea in your brain and all of this inspiration, and you have to take that and you have to transmute it into an actual story on the page. And it's a painful, hard, emotional, it's magic. And it's a process that is very draining and it's not easy. But, you know, like Athena said, to have, but- to have what you want, you've got to put in that pain. But on the other hand, some people find first drafts really fun and easy and they just rip through them and it's the editing and the revisions that is That's the hard, me. Hard <laughs> yes. That is me. <laughs> so some people find different people find different parts of the writing process hard. I find it really hard to do a first draft because it has to be really good and I write very slowly because of that. But then my edits aren't as okay. intensive as they would mm-hmm. be. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like it makes me gotta put the work in somewhere. Yeah. It makes me think about uh, NaNoWriMo, though. Like, it's a thing I love doing because it it's like the perfect excuse to kind of shut everything else out and just write. And you know, my my partner gets it, and they're like, "All right, it's Nano. Go!" And like, they'll be the ones who like I'm sitting watching TV, and they'll be like, "Go write your words." <laughs> so it's fine. So it's a great excuse, but. Like to get NaNoWriMo complete, you you can't be editing as you go, or can you? I don't know. Now I'm thinking ahead and trying to. I think plot. I think some of it. Again, this is me coming at it as a plotter. I think a big thing that helps me is really plotting so much of it out ahead of time, so that I don't have to do any of those big structural changes. Um, and then I also don't have to spend. What happened when I was writing <laughs> the Witch's Patron is like I hadn't really planned out what was going to happen next. Like, I was trying to plot it. I basically knew I've got to write 50,000 words in a month, and I have the basic idea of what I'm going to do. So it'll be interesting to see if this time around, because I my plan is to write the final Starborn book in for NaNoWriMo, but this time I'm going to have the complete plot finished. Ooh. So I'm hoping <laughs> that, one, it makes it easier to write, and two, hopefully that requires fewer revisions down the line. I don't know. Maybe I'll let you guys see the, the plot, the outline, and you can tell me if I'm missing anything. <laughs> Help me. Save uh, me from myself. I would cry. See, I'm torn for Nano, whether or not I should try to actually do Nano for real, try to finish 50K, or just write the way that I have been, I have been writing and just continue on you know, with my strategy. Because 
I know if I write 50K, I'm going to have to go back and edit it and it's going to suck. And like, do I put the time in now or later? And um, yeah, it's feeling is that if you're doing something and it's working for you, why would you change it? Mm-hmm. Like if it wasn't mm-hmm. working for you and you were stuck and it was like, I don't, I don't know what to do here. Like, okay, try something new. But if it's working for you, why fix something that isn't broken? That's a good, uh, that's a good point of view, like way of looking at it. And also, well, the thing is, um, I'm one of the mods for my local, for my local NaNoWriMo chapter and all the mods are encouraged to actually finish and like win NaNoWriMo. <laughs> but like, you know, like I need to have a good book by the end. Yeah, I think I can't just have trash by the end. Everybody says just finish it, just get it done. Doesn't matter if it sucks. Well, yeah, it does for me. It does matter if it sucks. It has to be at least salvageable. I like the idea. And I, I looked back at the stuff that I did for previous nanos, and that stuff was not salvageable. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. I feel like nano has, um, over the years, has shifted from the just finish do whatever it takes to just get those words down to think of it as words that you wouldn't have had if you hadn't tried in the first place. Like, I feel like that, that, mm-hmm. me- that message has shifted a bit. Mm-hmm. And I like that idea. I feel, I love to win. Don't get me wrong. It's so nice to get all that fucking, those banners and that swag and shit when you're done. It's awesome. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm just happy to have the excuse to sit down and, and write every single day. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I can't give myself that excuse. There's a, it's that camaraderie too. I love that everyone's suffering together and it's great. Highly motivating. It is highly motivating. And I love write-ins and I love the fact that we all have this thing to talk about together and commiserate about together because the rest of the year, even when we're all writing, we're all at our own pace. So it's kind of nice to have everyone going through this frantic thing together. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I don't know. I, I think at the end of the day, it's more it, it's more about what you the fact that you get stuff done that maybe you wouldn't have done in the first place. And maybe that'll be how I how I approach it this year is that I just want to get as much written, but I, I also want it to be good. I want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm talking myself through this as we're as we're going, because I think that's what I'm going to do. I've been laboring over it for a while as the fall descends upon us. Here, here it comes. Two I'm so I'm so excited, you guys. Sweaters, I, warm drinks, and hot baths. I love fall. Knee-high oh, boots and scarves. Oh. I took almost two weeks off in November, like cumulatively, specifically to do NaNoWriMo. <gasps> really? Mm. Yeah. So I took off, um, like, I don't know. I took mo- I made most of the weekends into long weekends. And then I took the whole last week of November off. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that uh, is dedication. And well, it's like, well, here's the deal. I told myself I was going to be writing again. Uh, I told myself I was going to have a draft by the time I went to Germany. I still haven't written anything. So fuck that. Um, that was like a week ago now that I came Germany back. Has Germany has come and gone. <laughs> uh, well, shit. Uh, but I told myself if I take time off, NaNoWriMo in November I'm gonna have to fucking do it because <laughs> you've taken the time off. off like you have um, to yeah yeah so here we go drafting time so I ah! need to get my head back into um I need to pick up I think I'm gonna work on road trip romance oh, um, I think I'm gonna start over because 
I mean, I've already started it over like twice, but it's because I take so long in between like getting into a writing mode where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to write. And then I'm like, oh, no, I still can't do this. Um, but I think having NaNoWriMo and having already started it a couple times and being able to get a good, uh, like, good handhold and get a good start going is going to make it easier, I hope. Um, so I'm going to start over with Road Trip Romance. That's awesome. Yay. That's the enemies to lovers one. Uh, yeah. Enemies to oh, lovers road yeah. trip romance. Oh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, I get so excited about Nana because I love the fact that we're all like planning it together. We're all like, yes, this is going to be a month of madness. And it's like, going to be so painful. And so October like, is going to be such I, a shit show that it's going to be, this will be like one of the first Novembers for me that isn't the craziest November. Like October this year is going to be my crazy month. So like November is going to be, Book. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I wanted to try and plan it that I was starting a brand new book in November. I don't know if that will happen. Let me see. Well, I am planning. I mean, uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We got time. How we got a couple of goes. months. <laughs> Yeah. That was great, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at my calendar. I'm flipping through it, my big wall calendar, and I have all these sticky notes, and I'm like, well, (laughs) sticky notes. Well, what I could do is plan that I need, as of November 1st, I need 50,000 words to finish what I'm writing. Mm -hmm. I could try that. You could. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, as long as I need 50K. Yeah. Yeah. Making something like that. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. Neat. Excite. Neat, neat. Oh yeah. God! What the fuck is on my toe? What is that? Oh, uh, I broke my. Oh, but... Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I just broke my flip flop. That's all. Oh. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like there was something crawling between my toes, and it was just the flip flop. Oh, it's like my one thing. I know bugs don't bother me. Nothing like that. But the idea of something touching me and I don't know what it is. Huh? <laughs> okay, I'm fine. I'm back. We're good. And scene. Yeah, I think we're good, guys. Yeah. We, we talked for an hour. We did it. First drafts. Do your drafts. Just do them. They're great. Yes. Or they're not great. And it doesn't matter because it's just your draft. And you don't have to show it to anybody. That's right. You don't want to. You're good. You're great. It's going to be fine. Do what works for you. Doesn't matter how much you hate yourself for what you're writing. Just fucking write it. Get it Mm -hmm. done. (laughs) It's all. And then you'll go back later and be like, oh, you know, this isn't as horrible as I felt like it was at the moment that I was doing it. Yeah. You can edit nothing. What? Yep. (laughs) You can edit a draft. Okay, sorry. If you don't even. If you don't even you have kind a of cut out there, and I was like, that. "That sounded like it was really profound." <laughs> I don't think we can hear what you said. Yeah, <laughs> but we got it now. We're good. Excellent. All right, so I think we're good. Should I do the wrap up? Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So thank you, listeners, um, for coming on this ride with us. If you have any feedback or questions or topics for discussions, you can contact us in a few different ways. We are on Twitter, the WIP pod, the WIP pod. Um, you can email us, talk to whip at gmail.com. 
We also have a website um, and we post a lot of resources and things there. It's thewhippodcast.com. So please check us out. Um, we usually record using Anchor FM or Google Hangouts, but you can find us on all the major channels like iTunes and Google Play and such. And as, as always, please review and rate us and subscribe because it makes our little hearts just jump with joy when we see a nice review and it just makes us so squishy and happy inside. Mm -hmm. Yay. And, you know, we ask that you please be patient with us. If there's been any inaccuracies or things that are wrong or problematic as writers, we are more than open to constructive criticism. It won't make us cry anymore. I think we're strong enough to get past that now. Um, so, you know, if you need to tell us something, by all means, reach out um, and let's talk. So, yeah. yeah, thank you for listening. And we will be back next week. Oh yeah! Yay! Oh, so good. <laughs> All right, um, that's it. Good podcast, ladies. We did it. Go Yay. All the place. <laughs> Have a good rest of your long weekend. Yay! Yay! Bye. 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 Bye.